0: Hey, guys, this is Joe. Hey, don't turn your butt on me. I'm the man of the ages. Straight out of the pages. Hang on. I'm contagious, outrageous, spontaneous. You can't contain this. I am Kazam.
1: What's up, guys? This is Eric. You should have seen us last night in Malik's limo. Just chilling. Having a good time. Eating goat eyes. Just chilling. On July 17th, Shaquille O'Neal is
0: a 5,000-year-old genie in the biggest, Woo! wildest,
1: I wish I had junk food to the Adventure of the Year, Sam, Rated PG. Starts July 17. You're listening to Worth a Late Fee, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think that the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it had been paying a late fee. How are you doing, Joe? Not bad, How Are you? I'm good. I can't believe you got that quote on the first try.
0: I know. That's pretty good, right? I've been, uh practicing my rap game inside here.
1: Yeah, even battling.
0: <laughs> Pretty good, right? <rap.
1: laughs> yeah, that was, I, that was that was that good. I, I thought for sure you're gonna have to do that like three times. That was impressive. <laughs> um but yeah other than that how you good? other than your 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 rap career.
0: So I finished Cobra Kai and oh. it was so awesome man. Like it is we talked about it in the last episode a little bit how I watched like three of the first season I was talking about, but I've banged out since the second third season and, man, like, what a, what a, like, show written by the fans for the fans. They bring in all these awesome old actors and actresses. And they all, like, to remind you of who they are, they do, like, these awesome flashbacks so so you so you know as the viewer because it's been 30 yep. years.
1: Yep. And, man,
0: it is, like, it doesn't feel completely forced. It just feels like it's fan service done right. Eric, if you – I know you said you were going to try <laughs> and get Brie after you watched the occurring shows – but even if you watch it, if you know she doesn't want to watch it, you have to watch it at some point. Even by like by yourself, like during work days, it is so good. It might be better than like right. the other movies, like two and three, easily.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I've will i only heard, like I said, I, when we did the karate, karate Kid episode, last episode, I literally haven't heard one person say that that shows. I, I, everyone that talks about it just says how good it is. So I will have to check it out. Have you watched anything else good? or?
0: That was pretty much I pretty much just finished that for the day. <laughs>
1: Bri and I have been we started watching the staircase on Netflix have you heard of that
0: no I haven't actually
1: it's a, it's a true crime thing so I won't talk about it because it's I've been talking too much about true crime on here lately but it's it's good it's super interesting but so to get away from true crime I also started watching Jack Ryan on prime um, and I that show's am, so good I, I'm loving it I tried yeah. to start watching it with Brie a while ago. But I don't think she was too into it, so it kind of just fell off. I've tried to convince her to get back into it because she loves John Krasinski. But um, I think now the problem is I have, on my own, gotten too far into it where she's looking at it like, well, you're already like half – you've watched like seven episodes by yourself. So I think, I think I'm think i on my own for this one. But I'm totally okay with they it. They hook so. you
0: really – they hook you really good. Like they end each episode with, like this great <laughs> hook. And again, for whatever reason, it's always – I don't know what it is about that show. It's like, it's fun seeing the underdog rise up in the rankings and like John Krasinski plays that underdog so well in the beginning.
1: Well, he plays, he plays, it's, it's the The Harrison Ford Ford. character.
0: Right. Like where he's
1: really smart. Like it's believable that he's really smart and like kind of a badass, like a, you know, but no, I. He's a
0: badass too. So it's like he, he, he's the perfect (laughs) cast for that show, huh?
1: Yeah. I can't think of anyone else that I would, that, that it would work for this, but um, yeah, like I said, I think I'm like halfway through the first season and and I'm loving it. So um yeah it was probably me just watching it but that's fine and i also rewatched for the first time this is the first time i watched this movie start to finish in i don't even know how long gladiator and there was like parts of that movie that i completely forgot about like plot stuff that i was like i didn't even remember that was a thing i did you just think of walking phoenix and and russell crowe and that whole thing and there's and i think it's one of those things where there's scenes in that movie that are so memorable you kind of forget about some of the the smaller scenes but super good obviously i don't have to convince anyone that gladiator is a good movie but um not speaking of good movies we've talked enough about don't good movies dare. and good programming <laughs> so you guys heard the trailer and you heard the quotes where joe gave the the name of the movie right in his quote but what are we going to be talking about today joe what's your pick
0: we are going to be talking about the Shaquille O'Neal extravaganza kazam!
1: It was, I don't even know it was a Shaquille O'Neal extravaganza because <laughs> he has such a good career on the court. And then even now as a broadcaster, this is, but <laughs> yes. So Joe, Joe can tell you a little bit why we're going to be talking about why he picked that. Cause I want an explanation too, but <laughs> I couldn't think of a beer to pair with this one. And I didn't think it was deserving of me making a special trip to go get one. So, I decided to just
0: Heel, If you're
1: listening, we apologize. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Joe does. I don't. So <laughs> I decided to uh, just drink a beer that I knew that I like. So I'm drinking Hatchet IPA from Rockport Brewing. It's delicious, and it's gonna hopefully get me through this. So, oh, we could find a, a beer that's tied into the movie, and there's not. I couldn't find anything that tied into Kazam. With it. I didn't have enough time, so um, we just. My sister-in-law gave us this beer for, or gave me this beer for Christmas. It's called la fin du monde and it's supposed to be really good i'm sure i pronounced that incorrectly but it's supposed to be really good which is going to help get through the movie so that's good at least we have good beer so that said joe explain yourself why did you pick kazam and give the and let's give the background story i am i am so this is
0: actually like a little bit of our history here so Yes. Once upon a time ago in 2019, Eric and I discussed starting a podcast because we would always meet up every Thursday before the pandemic and talk about movies with a beer, anyways. So we started brainstorming ideas. And on November 21st, 2019, we recorded our first test episode, Kazam. It's a bit. I cannot
1: believe that that was that long ago. I thought it was like a year ago now. I
0: looked it up. Nope. I looked up. Ah. Yep. November 21st is our very first test episode. Um, so it's a bit bittersweet to revisit this one, but you may be asking, why pick it now? And I need to find a reason to make this an official record episode. And what better reason than Shaq's birthday on March sixth? Oh man! So happy how, old birthday, is he, Shaq. how old is he?
1: Yeah, how old is he turning?
0: That's a good question. Actually, let me look it up.
1: That's so weird because Shaq's like from for me. I mean, I remember when Shaq was at LSU, and I remember when he when he came out. So he's turning forty nine. He's, he's forty eight right now, right? Yeah, so forty nine. Wow, that's crazy. That makes me feel extremely old. But um, yeah. So d- d- your reason was just his birthday, and you just wanted to somehow talk about this movie again to torture me.
0: Accurate. Yeah, it's pretty accurate actually. Okay.
1: All right. Well, this, this, m- this, mission this accomplished. Movie, this
0: movie deserves an official, recorded, uploaded episode on our podcast.
1: Yeah, that that's that's fine. <laughs> One thing I don't even remember is. So we've even if even if you've listened to some of the published episodes of the podcast the format of the podcast has changed kind of it's been it's been how it is now for a while but towards the beginning of even the recorded episodes it was different yeah. and then we I can't were, even imagine we were imagine. Even more
0: awkward for sure like that yeah. was more awkward
1: right we're both Without still doubt. awkward but <laughs> both I can't awkward. All right so as you probably heard in the the introduction this is a podcast where two former video rental store clerks just talk about movies and figured we could give you a little bit more detail because it's the first episode and you've never heard anything about it, but my name's Eric and this is Joe. Hello, everyone. And we, you know, we get together usually once a week or something like that and 90% of the stuff we talk about is movies anyway, so finally we were like, you know what, we should jump on this whole podcast thing and we don't care if one person listens or A million people listen to just we're talking about movies anyway so we might as well record it and before we get into what we're reviewing today or what we re today we were pretty nervous about the quality of the production so we didn't want to do any movies that we really cared about or liked for the first one or two or three or four or five that's not fresh like this movie now (laughs) so i can't even i don't even remember like, I was trying to think of stuff that I might have said, but I was like, I don't even know if we covered that topic when we recorded because I don't know what the layout was, like what the frame was. The, the only thing the I podcast. remember
0: was first memory, favorite scene, least favorite scene. That's the only thing I know that stuck around since the original. What um, is
1: it? Oh, those are the only things you remembered. Yeah. And
0: I think actually music stuck around too. I think music stuck around. So I think music, favorite, least favorite, yeah. and first memories were like <laughs> the things that stuck around throughout our iterations here.
1: So my first memory, I guess we might as well transition to that. So I have two memories of the film. One was Joe asking me to review it like last year, <laughs> November of 2019 or whatever it was. But one was as a, as a kid. Shaq was, like I said, I was born in, in 85. So Shaq becoming a superstar in the early 90s, it was like right on my wheelhouse. He was a god. And I, and I saw this and I, and I probably loved it. I mean, I had I had Shaq shoes he was like king of the world he was him and ken griffey jr were the first two sports superstars of, of my life so i feel so bad because i probably dragged my mother to the movies to see this and she sat there and, and didn't complain about it and i don't know how parents do that stuff but yeah that's my that's my original memory but the other memory I have this is about a year ago you suggested we review this as a trial episode and i and I did. I was not happy with you then, and I'm not honestly very happy I, with you I'm now.
0: Going, but <laughs> I'm going to attempt to splice some our original thoughts, and emotions, and into this uh, episode. So we'll see how it's this probably, turns I out. I probably
1: said the same thing. I probably said <laughs> I had Shaq shoes because that's what I think of when I think of early Shaq is Shack shoes and how I lost one. I remember, or some someone stole one of my shoes, or I lost one. You know one. what?
0: I think you did mention that. Yes. Yeah,
1: and, I'm, and I and fe- I remember I felt so bad because my mother probably spent like Shaq shoes back in the day were not cheap well there you know and so I've she, my mother is like not a hot-headed person and I remember that was probably a time where my mother wanted to like slap me in the face when she went out and spent god knows how much money on shoes and then I, I, I still don't remember if I lost one or if, if it got stolen or I don't know why someone would steal one shoe, one but, shoe. <clears throat> you know whatever the whole time I was watching the movie re-watching this movie I was like my mother probably has like an underlying hate for Shaquille O'Neal because one of the, my memories as a kid was he had these shoes that everyone was in love with. Like you weren't cool unless you had Shaq shoes. And my mom bought, went out and bought me shoes and they probably cost way too much money, especially for kids shoes. And I don't remember what happened, but I ended up losing one of the shoes. But anyway, what's your first, what's your memory of the film?
0: I'm going to get into this in my favorite scene, but it's the sequence when I don't know what it is. I remember watching this, like you said, as a kid because Again, Shaquille O'Neal, while I didn't love Love Basketball when I was young, I knew who Shaquille O'Neal was and I loved that big figure that he was. Um, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, other than that, the scene that always stuck with me, even when we record the 2019 episode, was the sequence when he wishes for junk food. And I don't know yeah. why that, yeah. that that scene has always stuck with me, but that's like the ideal dream for a kid, is just like to have all the junk food. And I thought that was the coolest thing when I was young. I still like had that memory even before we watched this in 2019 and today, I had a memory like embedded in my head.
1: And what you said about Shaq you not being a basketball fan and knowing who Shaq was, that's like the level of superstar. That's like the next level of sports superstar where like you don't have to be a basketball fan today to know who LeBron James is. You don't have to be a football fan to know who uh, Tom Brady is, you know, stuff like that. Shaq, Shaq transcended and, and he was doing like, You know deodorant commercials, and he was just—you couldn't turn on the TV and not see him. So, man, you know what? I think didn't we post?
0: Maybe we did at one point. I think we posted on our old feeder. We talked about it—an old Shaquille O'Neal commercial. I think we posted that as like we're going to as our like teaser for this episode. We're going to make it official. I'm gonna actually check that down because we there's this awesome commercial, like very old school Shaq, and so it's funny seeing him again market this film
1: yep yep so. yeah no he was he was he was a god he still is he's his yeah. personality he's a he's a massive human being but his personality is even bigger than it's like his body is he's he's, yep. a, he's a superstar so um as far as how this film was received didn't didn't do too well so three it's three out of ten on imdb it's a five on rotten tomatoes five percent you heard correct five I mean it's
0: close to chill factor. So you can't always say this with the grain of salt, all right? It's close to chill uh, factor to score. What's chill factor? I'm gonna look that up right now. I know it's not good. Like I always that's like my like deciding factor of how a movie is, because it is embarrassingly not accurate. Ten percent. <laughs> okay.
1: So this so this is half of what people think chill factor is. Okay. It it's also got a, reviews. It got a one point five from Ebert which is too high, in my opinion. He, but here's a great point in his review, though. <laughs> which I give it a one. <laughs> in his in his review, he says, Kazam is a textbook example of a filmed deal in which adults assemble a package that reflects their own interests and try to sell it to kids. How else to explain a children's movie where the, uh, where the villains are trying to steal a bootleg recording so they can sell pirated copies of it? What do kids know or care about that? And it's funny because of all the criticisms I have of this movie, I didn't, that was one that I was like, that's the perfect way of saying it. Like, and I don't remember when I was like, when I was a kid, I probably didn't even get that. I probably didn't even really know what was going on, but the fact that they were like, Oh, kids will understand like illegal music. (laughs) Right. Right. But no, that was a well put by, by Roger. Um, Do you have anything as far as how it did financially?
0: I do so well. Kazam came out on July seventeenth, nineteen ninety-six, and supposedly had a budget of twenty million, making eighteen point nine in the box office. It stars Shaquille O'Neal at the top of his game and fame. See that I can rhyme too, Shaq. It was written by Christian Ford and Roger Soffer, who and directed by Paul Michael Glazer, who is known as an actor and famously plays Starsky and Starsky and Hutch. Yep. And as a director, he's probably most known for uh, the Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. um he's on a lot of tv since but as of now this is the last feature film he's directed there's a reason for that i mean it didn't really perform too well in the box office <laughs> so it's a little bit of a bust yes <laughs> and that's pretty much versus some of it uh some of the stats for this movie
1: okay so like you said this came out in july of 96 so some other stuff that was going on at that time in the world in film other than Kazam, it was a pretty good month. So some other movies that came out that month, Kingpin, Courage Under Fire with Denzel, of course, Phenomenon with John Travolta, which is a movie. I
0: love that movie. Girl. Dude, I
1: love that film, man. When I saw that, I was like, I remember this is if things that I probably shouldn't say in a recording. I remember liking that movie when I was younger. And I bet you, I would be interested to go back and rewatch that movie because I could see it being anything from like I still like it, to what the hell was I was I thinking?
0: What was the movie? Is it Michael? going an angel. Is that the yes, I'm of? that's another yeah. one that my mother was like obsessed with. Like to she, your mother, your mother degree. just loved. Yeah, your she mother just loved, she loved, she loved John old, Devaldo, Tr- right. She loves John Devaldo, I think that's what it came down to.
1: Right, or- but <laughs> but so your mother has an excuse for liking that movie. I don't know <laughs> that I have an excuse for liking Phenomenon, but. <laughs> um also harriet the spy and uh, a time Ooh. to kill harriet the yeah. spy
0: i actually saw that in theaters
1: yeah so yeah it was a pretty decent month for, for film. outside of film this one hurt uh the original winnipeg jets moved to phoenix arizona and became the coyote so that was a tough one for the for the hockey world they've gotten their team back now or they've gotten a team back the coyotes are still the coyotes but there's the jets are back in winnipeg which is good um Nelson Mandela steps down as president of South Africa. The Spice Girls released "Wannabe," which is a huge song in my wife's life. That she can't whenever that song if that song comes on around my wife, leave the room because it's, it's she's going to embarrass herself. Um, U.S. Senate approves a 90 cent raise to the 425 minimum wage, which I thought I was like I have to include that because that's all the all the talk nowadays is the minimum wage. Um, Kirby Puckett, one of my favorite players growing up, he retired. Michael Jordan signed a one year, $25 million contract, which is pretty crazy for that era. I know, huh? Um, Obviously, worth it because he's Michael Jordan, he's the greatest. But uh, Gretzky signed a two year deal with the Rangers. And this is interesting. I thought, I didn't realize that this is so early in 96. The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn debuted in the the US. I didn't realize it was that early. So. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the thing I've been waiting to see, do you have the back of the DVD summary or waiting to hear? The back I found online summaries. I actually have the DVD, yeah, the DVD but... It's <laughs> good that you don't have that. So, a genie named Kazim
0: has been sealed up for thousands of years until one day he is accidentally freed by Max, who is on the run from a local gang. Kazim explains to the youth that he belongs to Max until he grants three wishes, but what Max really wants is to get to know his estranged father. On the genie, who considers trying his hand at a music career, forgets about his young master, Max is attacked by a villainous club owner, Malik.
1: And that... That's
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> that's
1: the the, that's it. The summary. Again, I can't imagine... I was
0: at the yeah, music career. Like, yeah. I, I had to hold it in, man. Like, that whole, that whole like, subplot is
1: just too good. <laughs> so, a seven-foot-tall genie and a kid who wants to connect with his father who... By the way, is the biggest piece of garbage.
0: Piece of crap. Let's talk about how the guy that his mother is dating is a great guy. All right. Like, what the hell is happening?
1: (laughs) Like, it's this guy. It's not like he, you know, he's a he's a good guy at his core, but maybe he's got a drinking problem, or or he just he took a couple, he made a couple wrong turns or whatever. This guy, there is nothing to like about him. He's horrible. I don't know. I I couldn't even stand it watching. I was like, I want I wanted Shaq to just like take his two giant hands and just pop the guy's head. Not not as a genie pop, not like he does where he rolls a guy into the ball. I wanted him to literally murder him <laughs> on, on camera. But um speaking of Shaq, so some of the, the people and how they were doing coming into, into the movie. So Shaq, as far as film goes, he starred in Blue Chips in '94, which is a legit uh good one. Uh, also, he was in SEAL in 97. And after that, he's had some cameo appearances in film and TV, also some voice work. He's, he's an all-time great basketball player. not
0: yeah, video game Shaq Fu. Yep, yep. Super yep, Nintendo.
1: Yep. One of the most, you know, one of the greatest in basketball history and one of the most entertaining as far as pre- and post-game personalities in sports, but not not a great actor. And I and I, one thing that was painful watching this was the – it's tough to watch someone when they're nervous, but it's worse. Like Shaq has all the confidence in the world. It seems like, like in, I feel like when Shaq was filming this, he was like, this is it. Like, I'm the next Denzel. And it's so painful to watch because he's, and in, in his defense, the, there was no saving this movie. It, it could have been Denzel playing the role and it still would have bombed. But um, anyway, so Francis Capra, AKA Max. So, one of my favorites. His debut is in Bronx Tale in '93. He played Colodro as a kid, and it's funny because one of the, when I think of the younger version of Colodro in Bronx Tale, I think of the scene where Robert De Niro pulls him out of the bar, and he's like trying to explain to him how you can't you can't hang out with these people. And uh, Francis Capra, who's playing young Colodro, is like, "Dad, listen to me." And that's the one skill that Francis Capra had at least as a kid. Is he has a great, like, talk back voice for a kid, like a great scream back at your mom or scream back at your dad voice, but uh, so he did that in Bronx Tale. He did that in Kazam. He Real also part, did
0: on that. I, I'm just gonna say, like, I didn't even think, like, I I didn't think he's a bad actor in this movie at all. I didn't really mention it all throughout this movie because I didn't like have much to say, but I don't think he's a bad kid actor. This I movie think,
1: is not his fault.
0: Right. I do I do think he's actually pretty good in this. Like, I don't yeah. I don't compliment him at all my any of my statistics are. Um, <clears throat> responses here but like i don't i don't think he was terrible in this
1: yeah yeah no i, I would agree with that he, the, yeah he as kid actors goes he he did his best and he, he did fine um he, he also did free willy two in 95 this in 96 and he had some other smaller roles and he played eli and veronica mars as well you didn't bring up the oc are you kidding me i didn't know he was i saw some <laughs> yeah. i saw some he was he also did he, he had like one episode of friday night lights an episode of sons of anarchy so he's he's kind of had some decent, you know, not long runs on TV, but some yep. decent roles.
0: If I remember correctly, he is uh, in jail with Ryan Atwood. And he jumps him while they're in like Juvie. So, not, not jail, is Juvie, he, but.
1: Is he in jail for making Kazam?
0: I mean, it's, <laughs> couldn't it, it help. could be It could be as the post Kazam with uh, the PTSD there he went through. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh,
1: that's fair. That should be a defense, a legal defense. <laughs> um, So, Allie Walker, who played the mom not likable either uh universal soldier she was in singles which is a possible future episode of the podcast uh when the bow breaks while you were sleeping she had tv work on a profile on nbc and then also sons of anarchy she had some some roles on that or some some time on that john costello the only likable person in the movie travis mom's boyfriend uh he was a former new york he's a he's a firefighter in the film but he's actually a former firefighter in real life right. um yep small roles in die hard Two and other random stuff generally set in new york city um his biggest probably contribution was uh he played veto in the sopranos sadly he committed suicide in 2008 at the age of 47
0: oh yeah. actually i actually didn't know that i didn't look too much into his acting or his life i didn't realize he actually passed away wow yeah
1: yeah and he left a note that said sorry about kazam damn forgot to end this out I, yeah i <laughs> <laughs> you know, just shouldn't joke about that but, but he really did commit. he really did commit suicide and that's and that's, is actually,
0: sad. And that's actually one of the facts i had like the fact that <clears throat> like the little you no know, facts i'm just gonna throw that in here real quick that he actually was like you said for 11 years like he was like a real firefighter like yeah. and then he continued to volunteer so like he's actually he was actually a really good really good yeah. dude
1: yeah yeah and he's the only good dude in this movie too and then director paul glazer so like you said earlier aka starsky from starsky and hutch local kid from cambridge massachusetts directed five films including the running man like you said with arnold in the air up there with kevin bacon this one did him in though no no coming back from from this steaming (laughs) steaming pile of, of garbage so um you are we we talked about as far as the more random facts the more you know Um, what do you have? Do you have anything down? I just have a few.
0: So I have just a couple as well. Um, Despite the fact that this film was a critical and financial disaster, Shaquille O'Neal has not expressed regret for his involvement. He said in a 2012 interview, I was a medium level juvenile delinquent from a Newark, uh, from Newark who always dreamed about doing a movie. Someone said, Hey, here's here's 7 million. Come in and do this genie movie. What what am I going to say? No. So I did it. And I love how still, I was actually just watching because I I love basketball. And now it's funny how, (laughs) how much i love it and i didn't love it back then but i love it now and i actually watch when he's on tnt and everyone's great he, every once in a while they'll play like kazam clips and it's so funny like how they still like don't let him they don't let him live this down like he they're constantly oh my reminding him about his kazam role so it's it's always it's always
1: fun to see those scenes make the he's highlight. one of he might be the best like off the top of my head he's one of if not the best Pre or post game, like him and Barkley, and the NBA, I think, has the best personalities for pre and post game stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think they really just like, honestly, like, <laughs> TNT just lets them go do what they want. Like they trust them and they just get to be themselves, which is awesome.
1: That and, and that's probably it exactly that TNT lets them do that. Cause I know, like, for baseball and hockey, which are the two sports that I follow the most, there are some guys who are pre or post game uh, personalities who i know not personally but i've seen them uh not on major network time and they're like the funniest people ever and then you see them on set and they're just so toned down and it's the same yeah it's the same thing with baseball like there are some baseball players who are like kevin Millar. he's on he's on he does mlb network stuff and his show is a little wacky but he even that he's toned down a little bit so no i agree um anything else just one
0: more we we just discussed john castello one of the best parts about this movie plays a firefighter uh plays plays a firefighter in real life he's a firefighter like eric was just saying for 11 years before retiring in 98 he also played a volunteer firefighter in the sopranos so again he kept that career ongoing throughout, throughout his personal and acting life which is awesome
1: yeah you have everything that i have the only other thing i have is that the main villain's name is malik which is the arabic word for king which i didn't know and i actually have a, a guy i trained with his name malik so now i'm gonna i'm gonna go talk to him about that next time i see him i am gonna be like dude i didn't know you, you i'm gonna start calling you king so oh, it's a pretty badass that's a bad-ass, badass name
0: oh that's a little that was that research on there and do you think or is that just like a coincidence
1: <laughs> i think they probably just picked malik because it's like a relatively common name for i mean i don't know that it's a relatively common name but it might i know a Malik, so the fact the fact that you know right there's got to be it's relatively common so as far as stuff um, that wouldn't fly in today's environment, I'm going to—I'll list off what I have, and if you have anything to add, this isn't something that wouldn't fly for PC reasons, but it's just something that's funny that kids today would not understand at all, which is a black market for, for bootleg tapes and, and and black market CDs. Like if you, kids today would be like, you could just like listen to it online. It's not why would you why would you do that? But um, for PC stuff. The family dynamics are beyond messed up. We talked about the dad and, and how he is the worst human being possible. And then the kind of wannabe stepdad, mom's boyfriend, who's a great guy. And he just gets kind of crapped on the entire movie. But the one break I will, I'll, I'll cut for them is that going back and rewatching these 90s kids movies, we talked about with the big green and whatever it seems like twisted family dynamics and horrible environments for kids are just like the standard. And I didn't, I didn't, it never occurred to me when I was a kid, obviously watching it. But when you go back and watch them now, and this isn't me being like, Oh, I'm so woke. It's like, if you go back and watch some of these movies, it doesn't bother me, but you're like, why would they, why would they put that in? But yeah. And then the only other thing I have is that Malik's character in general is a horrible it looks like you Representation. were presentation yeah it looks like you were try like trying to do an offensive stereotype of a middle eastern person like whenever he comes on screen they play that kind of like middle eastern music he eats goat eyes it, yeah. it's just it's not a not a good look but do you have anything else no you just said right there is pretty, pretty spot on yeah so uh what was your favorite scene i think you kind of alluded to it earlier but i should have two So, crazy to think Wow, you found two, I know.
0: (laughs) When we recorded this test episode, I kind of touched upon this in my first memory, but when we recorded this test episode, November 12th of 2019, um, it had been a very long time since I saw it, and I remembered Max's first wish for for junk food. And as a kid, that always stood out to me, and I thought that was the ideal first wish I'd make. And I think I still love that scene, more for nostalgic purposes than anything else. And while watching it now... It doesn't seem as appealing as I'm sure I thought it was 20 years ago. But it still is, like, the perfect first wish for a kid not sure what to expect. And I think that seems pretty spot on. Um, and I really enjoyed the end when Shaq finally decides to take a brief break from singing to help this kid in trouble. Nice guy, Shaq, right? Finally decided to step away. It was pretty satisfying watching Shaq Fu uh, just destroy Malik's henchmen. Whole...
1: Yeah. Huh? No, no, right, right, right. No,
0: I was gonna say just a sword Malik's henchman, and then eventually turning Malik himself into a basketball, I wouldn't have that final bout any other way. <laughs> so
1: well, and the funny the crazy thing about that scene is you see scenes like that in in movies all the time, and you're like, Oh, that's a little bit like that's a little bit dramatic. But I totally believe that Shaquille O'Neal could pick someone like my size up. I'm like an average size guy, I think. And I'm 100% believable that Shaq could like grab me like, like just like a like a loaf of bread and throw me through a wall like no, like nothing you know so yeah that 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 was a good scene, I and I also like leading up until the fight like you said he's performing on stage and he's getting like these things in his head like these pains or whatever and he goes to help, um, help Max and he legit starts running through like walls and pillars and stuff, just like a total mutant. But yeah, no, that was, that was a good one. Um, my favorite scene was because in all seriousness, I, I, there wasn't a lot in this that I could like as far as like the plot or great acting or whatever. So I kind of had to pick a scene that was so ridiculous that it was just entertaining to me. And that, for me, was a scene where Max, Max's deadbeat dad goes from legitimately not even knowing who he is and humiliating him in front of a room of adults, which that's, like, unacceptable, not because he's your son. Like, it's because he's a, how old is he, like 10 or something in the movie? Probably, yeah. Yeah, so he goes, he humiliates this little kid who happens to be his son in front of all of his adults. And he goes from that, and then Max tells him that he's his son. To carrying him around like he's a trophy. Hey, this is my son, everyone. Everyone's right. And it's like, well, where have you been? Yeah. Where have you been in his life? Um, and then Shaq shows up as a pizza delivery man. So and everything I just said is real. That sums up Kazam better than, than any other scene. Uh bonus question. And
0: then the fact that the, the the fact that like he accepts the father accepts this character as a pizza delivery guy is just amazing too. Like he's dressed up in this like just genie uniform. He's like twenty feet tall.
1: <laughs> it's like well, it's like when his mother accepts him as as his tutor. I know. She turns around in her kitchen, and there's a seven foot tall guy who she has no, <laughs> she doesn't know in any way, standing in her kitchen, and and she just goes with it. It's like um, I and then she sends Max off with him because they start walking. Max doesn't end up going to school, but
0: all right, things like would normal. change. I she might make the list there. How easily <laughs> the mother just lets her son kill this adult. Yeah, she,
1: the is not great either. The only <laughs> likable. Adult is the boyfriend,
0: he's the only responsible one in this whole movie without right. a doubt,
1: right? So, do you have a least favorite scene?
0: No, the least favorite scene, this movie's perfect. Eric, what are you talking about? It's a perfect film.
1: So, for so, me, yes, I know
0: I do have one. I do have a least. Okay, favorite what story. is it? What is it? So,
1: okay, you want me so, to go first?
0: Yeah, you know what? No, I can't hear what you say first. I was like, maybe I okay. can like piggyback off that if I have to, but
1: so the rap battle between Max and Kazam. I was covering my eyes. I couldn't watch it. I was so embarrassed for Shaq. I was like, I felt like when you have like secondhand embarrassment, I was like tense. My shoulders were all locked up and I was like, don't do it, Shaquille. You're a great career and whatever. So that that one bothered me more than anything. <laughs> what was yours?
0: So I there's quite a bit I change. but let's just cut to the chase here. Shaq's singing for 10 minutes. That may be an exaggeration or not. I don't even know anymore since it went on forever, but my God, it went on forever. And I'm not saying Shaq's bad singing or anything because I he's, am, I am. He's, he's, he's not, he's surprisingly not as terrible as I thought he would be is if, if you told me, you know, Shaq reps this movie, I'd be like, Oh my God, like seeing it happen. It's not the worst, but I felt like it went on forever. And yeah. watch, I'll go back to it after and realize this whole thing was just two minutes long, but it felt like it went on forever. And regardless of what I said, uh, for forgot of what I say about this movie I do love Shaq's passion for his character. He's not great. we've talked, we talked about this he's not a great actor but he is very passionate about this genie character
1: and it's proof it's proof that acting is not something that you can hustle your way through like I, I do agree with you that Shaq was trying. He really he gave it his he gave his all. He just can't act for shit. He's he's a horrible actor. And and that if I could change one thing, that's what I would do is I would go back in time and I'd be like, Shaq, don't do it. I know they offered you money, but you don't need the money. But you're gonna at least be great, now, Shaq.
0: You're gonna be amazing. Just turn on the seven million dollars right now. You're gonna be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but it, like you know, at least it wasn't it wasn't a real career that he was trying to pursue. So I guess like he said, he got seven million dollars or whatever. If I could if I could really change anything about the film. Not just one scene; it would be the twisted family stuff. But like I said, that's seems like a weird theme of the '90s. So, um, do you have anything down for soundtrack?
0: I do actually. I actually have a quite a bit,
1: surprisingly. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my my thing real quick, and then you can. You're more of the soundtrack guy, but I do want to say this is not a good soundtrack. But some of the only happiness I got from this movie. I got from songs playing in the background, whether it was like, there's like Usher on the soundtrack, Nate from Boys to Men, Lisa, Lisa Left Eye from TLC. Um, it's not a great soundtrack, because a lot of it is, like you said, it's Shaquille O'Neal, but right. the soundtrack is probably the best thing about a bad movie.
0: Right, like, so uh, the score was actually composed by Christopher Ting, who scored the music throughout the OC. And while the soundtrack, the score wasn't terrible, the quiet emotional stuff took a backseat to a more hip hop and RB approach, uh, featuring such hits like uh, I Am Kazam, Mr. Material, oh, and Wee and we Genie, all oh. <laughs> 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 um, But Sunday so actually, actually featured some good artists <laughs> as well, such as, like you said, Nathan Morris of Boys to Men, Lisa Lopes of TLC, Usher, and some Backstreet Boys. But it also featured Pink's first professional recording, Key to My Heart, when she went by the name of Choice
1: i did not know that that's yeah. a fun fact
0: right so that's right. actually pretty cool this actually has a little history music history with uh kazam would you look at that oh.
1: <laughs> i did not so what was her original name
0: choice okay
1: all right that's a solid 90s pop r&b name so was it spelled correctly or was it like it, was. it was
0: spelled correctly yes because
1: i was like in Paint the 90s is like
0: is p exclamation point point <laughs> nk right as long as, she goes, as long as she goes by now?
1: Maybe, but that, that was, I don't probably, I don't know. But that was like the thing in the 90s is you could make any group name you wanted. You just picked a very boring word and then you put in like a number or you just misspelled it on purpose. Put like a Z in there or like something like that. Zero
0: instead of an O. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or a two, like a two, the number instead of, or yeah, all four, one, boys, <laughs> Roman numeral two, men. Uh, although I'm not lumping, boys and men, it's, is amazing but um so <clears throat> i've come to the the part of the the podcast where we give our score and our scores are uh on a scale of one to five would you mind paying a late fee to keep this movie so a score of one is low it's you don't even get through Shaq's first like kind of freestyling where he's talking about being a genie and you just turn it off because you're like this is this is horrible and you return it because you don't want to pay a late fee all the way up to a five which is you know i'll keep it for an extra day or day or two to to watch a couple more times, maybe watch it with my friends. I don't care about paying a late fee. Maybe even just buy it from the video store. It's Joe's pick, so I'm going to go first. And I honestly didn't remember how I scored this the first time Joe told me before we started recording, but I'm giving it a one out of five. Uh, The film obviously sucks, but here's what surprised me. And the $7 million for Shaq, I feel like I said this the first time. The $7 million for Shaq kind of explains it because this movie looks low budget as hell, which is surprising because they made this because at the time Shaq was on a whole other level as far as being a superstar. So I totally understand making it, but what I don't understand is why... The entire budget went to him. <laughs> yeah, but so it's like they, took, they they made like a cable TV movie with, with him. They it, this Everything is so bad. Um, but So horrible effects, ridiculous story with like twisted family stuff, atrocious acting. But I do love Mr. O'Neill. I hope he has a lovely birthday. But this film is almost unforgivable. If if he wasn't so likable, (laughs) if he wasn't so likable, I would probably it would probably change what I thought about him. But it doesn't because he's Shaq and he's one of the most likable people in sports. So, Joe, what's your score? A 10 so <laughs> i will i will quit the podcast right now if you don't give your real. Spoilers. kazam is a film
0: that i watched when i was a kid and i remember liking i watched it for the first time in years in 2019 and again yesterday yes this movie is bad but you have to respect shaq's commitment and passion to the character throughout the movie between both movies featuring basketball stars that came on at six, the other being space jam which we reviewed this is clearly the worst of the two
1: but i thought you were just gonna say it was better than space jam and i almost like flipped <laughs> out of my chair
0: I actually really enjoy Space Jam. Like I actually like, I will watch that. No, if it's Space is a good movie. So, yes. Go ahead. Um, but a little bit of nostalgia is playing into my score here. I'm giving it a one point five.
1: Okay, that's fair. If nostalgia, that was like what movie did it with with um with me? I I was like
0: the baseball film, The Rookie. Right? Was it the Rookie of the Year? No, I, exactly. I think I I it that was garbage too.
1: No, you know what it was? It was it was Big Green, and I said that I was gonna give it a one, but Olivia Diabo from uh, Wonder Years, who played the teacher in Big Green, she was legit good, like not just nostalgia, she was good in that movie. So I bumped it up to a 1.5. That's what I'm thinking of. So one from me, 1.5 from Joe. Um, the beer, hatchet IPA from Rockport Brewing. Thank you for getting me through this, and I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, follow us on Instagram Worth a late fee Suggestions are always welcome Including you, Brian You still haven't sent me uh, your, your suggestion um, We'll be back next week It's my pick um, So I'll be making the next one Unless you cut in front But again Follow us on Instagram Worth a late fee At worth a late fee If you don't send a suggestion My next pick Joe, I have one question for you Have you seen my stapler? We're going to watch The 1999 comedy Office Space
0: Dude, Which I yes. have
1: yeah i haven't watched it in a while so
0: i i have so many clips i show my students from this movie about like professionalism so perfect that's
1: that's one of the things about this movie is i quote this movie all the time work i well in normal times i work in an office so there's tons of tons of like relevant things and lines that i can quote but i haven't actually watched it in a long time so i'm, I'm looking forward to it It'll be the first time in a while so other than that thank you guys very much for listening and i'm sorry that joe picked this movie and uh I hope we can all move on together as a family.
0: As always everyone, thank you. Thanks, guys. And
1: Shaq, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday happy, Mr. O'Neale. Happy, happy birthday big guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is all based on Joe and I are former video rental store employees so the way we thought of to kind of rate how we view the movie is would it be worth paying a late fee? Like if you rented this movie and it was due back on on Monday, would you keep it an extra day to show it to a friend of yours or to watch it one more time yourself? So it's it's kind of a scale of one to five. So I guess first of all, would you would you keep it to pay leafy?